Hard to make phone calls in Vietnam, right? <laughs> yeah, when your phone gets nicked. You know what? You know what they say when you when you leave someone in Dubai. What? Dubai bye. Okay. Is that a joke? James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. G'day, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite internet marketing podcast, Freedom Ocean, episode 60. I'm one of your hosts, Timbo Reed, and right there is James Shramko, your other host. My other host, my other half from lovely <laughs> Manly, downtown Manly. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. That's a boy? Yep. Uh, I've kicked that cold. I actually got a juicer, so that's good. Now, I saw that. I yeah, don't know about the old juice thing, although I do know that one of the great marketing case studies of recent times was that bloke who um, bought a juicer, put it in the back of his um, uh, van and travelled around America and lost a whole lot of weight and created a very interesting documentary and... Um, he was a foreign exchange dealer and felt like he was on the verge of, you know, killing himself because of his workloads and eating habits. But I don't know. Juice kind of freaks me out a bit. I don't think it's bad. This cold press thing, it just releases the goodness out of the vegetables or whatever you put in it. Yeah. And it doesn't break down the enzymes too much. I'm using a cold press. Unlike you unlike you to have done your homework, Shramko. You just – and you drink it. There you go. The one I've got doesn't separate. As much it's uh, it's good stuff, but I can tell you already after just a day and a half, I feel that it's the way forward. Oh, here we go, born again juiceman. Is that placebo, or you reckon now there's something no. going on? Well, last week I actually went to dinner with someone who had kicked a bit of cancer, and apparently a big diet change was was the way to, to um, just get healthier. I mean, we're putting horrible things into our bodies. Yeah, that's nothing to do with internet marketing. Let's no, nothing. Go. Here we go. Rambling again. Let's get on with it. Although I will say putting that picture up had a, a lot of engagement on Facebook. So back to a marketing point of view, yeah. if you just post pictures about what's going on in your life, uh, people love to comment and react and, and get involved with it. So, you know, there's been 40 comments and... 28 likes just in in the last 20 hours on that particular picture of just vegetables and fruit. So incorporating a story or incorporating personal elements into your brand can really make people resonate with you or, or be able to come forward and express their opinion and feel valuable. Look, absolutely. And, you know, like absolutely bring it back to some marketing learnings. And for mine, the learning there is that, Social media generally is just people having conversations online and the same rules apply online as they do off and, you know, sharing interesting stuff, telling people what you're up to, engaging them in a way that, you know, feels as though they're connecting with you is what it's all about. It seems to be what works. Well, you know how I have Burger Fridays? I do. Well, one of our customers, Melissa West, has Thirsty Thursdays, <laughs> and she she videos juicing. I was going to say she wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be Thirsty Alcohol Thursdays. Melissa's a yoga teacher, isn't she? And, uh... yeah, that's right. But her Thirsty Thursdays it's like a video channel, and she's picked up a lot of audience from that just by involving her audience with that sort of activity. I love that. Well, what a segue, James, because today and let's get stuck into it because uh, listeners, pen and paper at the ready. We are going deep on video marketing for beginners today because I kind of um, was thinking about today's topic, James, and 
I had uh, a wonderful interview a couple of days ago, a second interview I did with Joe Polizzi, who's the head of the Content Marketing Institute in America, and um, he's just a really interesting guy and kind of leads the way in content marketing thinking in a whole lot of ways. Um, and, you know, we just talk again about video marketing being the richest form of content creation because you can do so much with it. I'll argue, I'll always argue the podcasting case because I'm not a video marketer, but um, I do plan to get into it. So I just thought, look, it's on everyone's lips. I reckon there's a lot of small business owners out there listening who are going, wouldn't mind getting into video. It looks like the right thing to do, but it looks technical. It looks expensive. I don't know what I'm going to create videos about. How could I continue to do it in the long term? I'd run out of stuff to video, all those kind of questions. So that's where I thought we'd spend the next sort of half hour or so, mate. What do you reckon? Sounds like fun. That's pretty much my world for the last year. It has been. <laughs> so I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, t- tell us just just briefly how, because you went, you kind of, you, you discovered the podcasting thing, you went whoosh. And what, 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 can you remember the point where you've gone, oh, hang on? I'm going to up it there. I'm going to do video. Well, it was probably three years ago. I started the first time on my own channel on YouTube and I wasn't getting the production values right. There's a lot of wind noise. It was difficult to get the the shot. You had a lot of wind. It might have been the juice. No, it was actually that I lived on the beach and it's always windy. Oh, Yeah. So I didn't really know anything about equipment or about uh, composition or anything, direct design, none of that stuff. So it could do a little fast track, but I will want to acknowledge there's been a lot of people helped me with my video journey because I came into it clueless. So we'll probably touch on the main things that I learned in the last year that helped me get back on the video thing. But I will say this, I still podcast all the time. So I haven't actually decreased, I've actually increased my podcasting and I've added video on top. So I have this podcast, we record pretty much every week. Same with my other podcast, Think at Get... And with Superfast Business, I'm still putting out interviews and podcasts. I put out two this week and I have my third coming tomorrow. So still do podcasts. That's the very first thing I want to say. I actually think podcast is the number one thing to be doing before you worry about the videos if you could choose but just between one. But if you can do both, video is going to take it to the next level. I agree with that. And like I am still completely astounded and that's why I started getyourownshow.com.au as a way of helping other small businesses get their own show. It just astounds me, mate, that more small businesses don't have a podcast. It's a discussion for another time, but I'm glad to hear you say, you know, if push came to shove, podcast first before your video. Why, why do you say that? Why? Because it's so easy. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's easy like, peasy like, Japanese. Today, I've said it. Today, you could go out, you could buy a Rode Podcaster mic for 300 bucks. That or a Blue Yeti. Blue Yeti. But get the Rode Podcaster. <laughs> and plug it into your computer with the USB thing. Yeah. And use any yeah. of the free software that you yeah. can record. And then start talking. And talk. <laughs> It doesn't get easier than that. And if you are an expert in your field or a subject matter, you, um, you know, the next question is what do you talk about? Just Okay, stop, stop. We're yeah. not going there. Okay. I know. Sorry, listeners. All right, but well, when we get down, to the what we talk about, come back. That, that'll take us down the rabbit hole of podcasting. I want to go down the rabbit hole of video. It's the same thing for yeah, video. Well, it, so. it, it, it is, although video is obviously going to let you do some video, different so things. Video so. just adds a technical element, I think. Uh, there's a different level of engagement. And from what I can understand – Video may have higher conversion because people are there leaning into the screen, have the ability to push buttons and act, whereas podcasting 
it's a there's a step removed they're generally jogging driving um sleeping you know doing something that's more passive well i think you have uh, i mean generally my podcasts are longer and i think people are committing to listening to to you I, i'd say my best customers still come from my podcasts the video mm. is where people get to see you and it's it's amazing i went through a whole revolution of you know what to wear whether i should shave or not and when i look at my old videos i was scruffy and i could understand at first time people would think that i'm not professional and then dismiss me but then when they get to know me they think that i'm better but now i don't give them that choice to write me off as quickly because i usually wear a polo shirt and mostly i shave and well you did take offense when i saw you the other day i i suggested you were more geek than chic I'm not sure why I would suggest that. I was the one wearing the authentic shirt. You had the Vietnamese copy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they don't put the brand name on the buttons, Timbo. Gee, mate, that pause then was, uh, I don't know, I thought you were going to pick a fight. I was deciding whether to be nice, but you can thank Ezra Firestone for me being a nicer person. I I just want to be nice. Nice. I've even got a smiley face written on my desk to remind me to be polite. Wow. Wow, Ezra's having an impact. Uh, nice is not a great word. I think we need to find a, another word than nice because nice is nice. It's like nice. James is nice. No, he's not. He's a good fellow that you want to give a hug to, and um, he might clip you over the ears every now and then. But he's not nice. Anyway, geez, we, well, we're getting distracted. So, how do we get so rambling? Let's get back to topic. What do you want to know about? <laughs> well, let's go. Um, okay. I'm very interested in uh, everyone goes, what equipment do you use? It's like the question I get asked about podcasting. Put the question of, of equipment aside. Let's let's break it up into what are you going to say before you worry about how you're going to say it. The how is like, you know, buy this camera, this yeah. microphone, this software, blah, blah. But I think the, the quality of the content is really important because it is getting so much easier to create content these days. The pressure is on the quality of the content. So, um, what you know, as a small business, what are some of the things that you know you could go? Okay, we'll create content around these topics. No, no, not around these topics, but around these structures or formats. Yeah. So I think a few of the hot spots. Anything that demonstrates your product or service in use would be good, or how it's used, or what it goes with. If I buy a juicer, it'd be great to see a video on the site showing me the juicer, how to assemble it, how to disassemble. Maybe showing them squeezing juices and what how it comes out. Blending an iPad. Anything that shows your product or service in use or the benefit of it is good. If you, if you, I mean, when I bought my car that I really wanted, I used to watch the YouTube videos of the Top Gear uh, when they were thrashing it around a racetrack. It's fun to see the car in use and you get you hear the sounds and you get engaged with it. So that's good. I never knew Top Gear did a show on an episode on the Morris Minor. <laughs> I don't know. I bet you they probably did, but <laughs> that's not the car in question. Here. They had a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful review, and that's another one. Review. They put my car, the C63 AMG, up against the BMW M3 and an Audi S4, and thrashed them around a racetrack. And the Mercedes was the clear winner. Now. So reviews are good. Can you put a review up of your product versus other things that people might be selecting from? Can you show people your product in use? Now, here's the the real one. You want to be making videos about whatever topic people would be going to Google to search for. Uh, 
And for that reason, you'll end up with a lot of how-to videos. And if you're not sure what people are searching for, go to your support desk or your support email or think back to when you go to a barbecue or a business function and people are asking you all these questions about what you do. Yeah, great one. Great one. Just uh, and open up, create an Evernote on that one because those things come at you every day. You know, you'll get a phone call from a client or a prospect. You'll meet someone at a networking function or a barbecue. Um, emails will come in through your support desk. I mean, that is just that is a rich source of video marketing content. Yeah. Yes, and I have a little notes thing on my uh, iPhone, and it says "Make these videos." Nice. So anytime I think of something that I want to make a video on, I just put it there, and then when I have my setup i just pull out the iphone i can just read that and that's my notes mm. now there's a few other things you can do i'll give you a super hack here if you mm. have an assistant or a team member make it their responsibility to send you the news topics for the week yep so my seo team sends me seo news they go and scour the industry then they look at our own customer support tickets and then they send me their observations for me to make a video about and the same for my web team they send me, hey, you know, Genesis is updating. These are the differences. And then I just go and film that. They literally give me the script. So I don't even have to think of the idea. I don't have to generate. I don't have to write it down or script it. My team are sending me pre-done prompt sheets that I can literally so, just film. So with the news, James, are you suggesting to just to report the news? So you might have come across the fact that Genesis is updating, uh, Genesis being a WordPress theme. Genesis is updating. Here are the updates to it. Do you also form an, and share an opinion around that update? Yes, you can. I think reporting news is a great video platform because it implies that people are going to stick around because we continue to buy the Sydney Morning Herald or the, the Melbourne mm. Times or whatever you have. We still turn on Channel 9 or Channel 7 News occasionally because we want to know what's changed. So a news platform is good. A review platform is good. A how-to evergreen problem-solving platform is good. These are the main things that I stick to. And I've been doing that for about a year, putting mm -hmm. out one every day or two, and it, it just adds up. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we're just talking about um, – we haven't talked about whether it's you on camera or someone else or screen, screen share, but any of those things are possible. Let's just – before we do go there, because I think that's really interesting that um, it's, a, it's a real limiting belief that I find amongst business owners. They go, oh – Staring down the barrel of camera scares the, the bejesus out of me. Uh, you don't – we'll explain the fact that you don't know how you can get over that. Uh, but let's just finish on some topics. I'm not sure we've exhausted the various formats that you could do. I'm interested to go back to uh, demonstrate your offer in use or review your product against others, your product or service against others. Yep. There is a balance between selling and sharing, yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, you can. It, selling is really more or less educating and showing people how they can have their problems solved. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to overtly go buy from me, buy from me. The fact that you are sharing knowledge, reviewing things, demonstrating things, kind of positions you as someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. So in my case, I was using this software called Lead Pages, which I love, and I noticed there was a new widget to add a Facebook tab. So. I, but I made a quick video about it. I said, hey, check this out. You can now do this with this software. And so I did a little face-to-camera intro, and then I cut to the screen, showed them what I did, and then back to the face-to-camera, and that's a video. Mm -hmm. But it's helping someone because yeah. if they didn't know that that happens, they, then now they know. 
And of course, I can still make sales from that by putting a convenient link right near the video that heads off to that product mm. that I might be an affiliate of. Some other, pla- uh, some other kind of structures, James, I'm thinking frequently asked questions, which is kind of covered in um, video topics that people are searching for, but just identifying what are those questions you're getting asked all the time, create video answers to each of those. I'm thinking also one-off things. Some of the things we've spoken about here are great because they're ongoing long-term things like there's always news, so reporting on the news. Um, There's always things happening. There's always new questions being asked, so continue to create videos around them. But I'm also thinking about you know, if you've got a, if you have a bricks and mortar store, which I'm not sure that many listeners of our show would have, but if they did, you do video tours. Many of the listeners will have staff, so staff introductions. I think, you know, whether you're if you're an online business, you still got staff, and people buy from people. So why wouldn't you do some little staff introduction videos? What are some more kind of one-offs that you just need to create once? Well, I I actually did a whole sequence of onboarding videos for one of my products. I have a mastermind, Silver Circle, and I have the hey, it's open, here's what it is, the sales video. Then there's the here's how you apply video. Then there is a, hey, you've been approved, this is where you uh, join video. Then there's a, hey, welcome aboard, this is how it works video. And then there's a, hey, this is what this section is video in each section. So it's about 10 videos Mm -hmm. that I'm using in my business that automate Mm. me. I don't have to turn up and do Mm -hmm. that anymore. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Mm. What what about um, creating a video for every primary page on your website so if you go to your products page or you go to the team page or you go to uh, the podcast page you know having a video that says hey welcome to the page this is what you can expect sure is there value in that there is but i still haven't done that on a lot of my sites usually if i put a video it'll be on the home page about what the service is that's called an explainer video Mm -hmm. but i have just got a picture on my about page but i do have a video which is a video of a presentation that I did. And I just want to emphasize, you can really leverage things that you do once over and over again. That's an hour-long video. And quite a lot of people have watched that video on my About page, and they really get to know me after an hour yeah. of watching my About video. And that's under my picture. So it's not a video that I created of uh, of me on camera directly it's just the recordings from an event mm. that someone else recorded that i've been able to leverage and that video has been watched 3031 times now i think that's really interesting i think the, the learning there is we are creating content all the time guys all the time and particularly you know if you are speaking like i do uh, what i do now when i get booked for a talk to give a keynote is i just say to the client look um any chance of you are you videoing it if you are great, can I grab a copy and put it on my on my website or YouTube channel? If you aren't, have you thought about it? Because hey, I'm going to go on that stage and speak, and that will disappear into thin air afterwards, uh, during or um, you know, if we video it, then it's some value add that you can give to attendees to review later on. Attendees can relax into it because they're not having to take notes because they know they're going to get a recording, and you know, you can leverage you can leverage it. So. Um, yeah, it's a great thing. I, I've got a keynote that I did a few months ago at the Sandringham Yacht Club, and and uh, it's been watched many times as well. It's a great, um, great profiling tool. Other ways you can use video is uh, we send people who buy a website uh, access to a training module, um, tutorial membership, 
as a bonus. Yeah. We don't advertise yeah. it. It's just they get a follow-up automatically and it says, hey, Timbo, as a website customer, you qualify for free training to help you get more from your website. So it shows them how to use what they purchased. That takes a lot of strain off our support system. Now that instead of having to answer 100 questions, it's like, hey, here's the videos and the videos take care of it. So it's like an automated training facility. All right. Well, I reckon we have covered off quite a been keeping a bit of a list here and i think we've gone we've identified about 10 different sort of formats structures directions you could take your video marketing now let's get stuck into um how and then i'd like to finish on where what, what do you do with them you've got all these videos uh what do you do with them so let's talk about how um and i think first of all oh, by, hmm. by the way can i just cut in there sorry about that we covered the support desk, but uh, of course, a really good thing to do is to have surveys and to keep an eye on your analytics, which is like a silent survey. Just look for trends. I look for what the most popular videos are and the most popular pages on my site, and I tend to use those as ideas for the follow-up videos. Yeah, right. So look for trends. Yeah. Nice. Add that one. That's 11. So, mate, um, well, there's obviously the ability we can look down the barrel of a camera. And we'll talk about yep. that. Um, that's the scary option or the easy option. Let, let's get that one out of the way. The easy option is to get something like ScreenFlow or Camtasia, which allows you to create screencasts, basically what's happening yep. on your screen and what you're saying. And um, that way you can, you know, you can put pictures of your product on a on a uh, on a PowerPoint or a keynote slide and talk about it that way. Or you could go through your website and record discussion around that. That's one way. Exactly, and if if you happen to be in any kind of consulting uh, in an online world, you could video the customer's site and give little tutorials to them or uh, that's a great way to, to sell things these days is to send somebody a review of their property that you can actually improve in some way. Yeah, nice. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Great way of video, even using ScreenFlow or Jing, such a great way to give feedback. I know that when I get design sent through from my designer, um, often what I do is just put it up on the screen and create a quick screencast saying, oh, you know, change this, do this, try this color, this font, you know, da-da-da. And it's good because um, they can also hear how you're speaking about it and, you know, you get a lot from that as well besides just reading the written word. So we've got screencasts. Another another quick way of creating video would be to use GoToWebinar, run a webinar, which is an online presentation, uh, an online seminar and record it. That's got a, a built-in recording function. So that's that's another quick way. Yeah. So now let's talk about the hard way. Oh, I shouldn't say the hard way. The the most complicated way. <laughs> I I think it's easier actually. I'd rather just talk to the camera than prepare a slide deck. Yeah. Okay. Well. And also when I'm you know touring around my screen, it's a little more editing involved. Yeah. You have to block out passwords yeah. or you know. There's nothing worse than looking at a rambling screen flow presentation <laughs> yeah. where someone's they're going all around the screen and they go, oh, I'll just look, oh, no. Yeah, on, yeah. No. toggle it's between screens. And, and what? Yeah, yeah. Why are you wasting my time? Yeah, that's right. So, so, okay, now what I do know, you're the master of this, mate, but what I do know and what I've observed by those who are creating ongoing video is that they have a wonderful flow. They get, they have, it's what I mean by that is they have a setup and I've been into your setup where you literally sit down or stand up and push record, yep, and, and away you go. How do you yep. get to that point? What do you need? Right, so there's three main elements here. There's sound, there's the camera, and then there's the lighting. So they're the three things you've got to consider. 
So I have two main setups at home, and uh, one of them's more pro, one of them will suit most people. So the easy setup is I have my Rode Podcaster plugged into the computer, and I am using a Logitech C920 camera, which is a USB, and that just sits on the screen. So that camera and that audio will give a very high-quality sound, a really good quality picture, but you then have to consider what's in the background. So a lot of people mess this up and have horrible backgrounds to their videos. So behind my mm. desk, I have a three-roller. I've got a white, black, or green that I can roll down behind where I sit and I get a nice plain background. And then in terms of lighting, mm. I'm actually using natural light straight through the window, which is a bit dodgy because it can fluctuate. So ideally, yep. you have... A consistent light, so like a, a three light setup: your main light, your key light, uh, and your uh, sort of backlight pointing back behind you to give that contrast. Now, don't want to get too mm -hmm. technical in this, and I've done plenty of interviews with people like Ryan Spanger, who have helped me with video setup. But my more professional setup is a Canon DSLR camera. It's a 60D, and I use a Rode shotgun mic for that, but you could use lavaliers or you know, you can have wired, you can have wireless, you could do all sorts of things. And when I want to set up, I literally turn on the same lights, I have it in the same spot, I put the camera right next to it, and then I film with uh, uh, the sun in the background and I adjust the exposure to get it just right. But the, the shotgun mic's plugging straight into the camera via a mixer. So all I have to do is turn the camera on, turn the microphone power on, turn the light on, and I'm filming. So I can film with high-quality DSLR in about one minute from when I turn that thing on, I'm ready to go. When I'm finished, I take mm -hmm. the SD card from the camera, plug it into my computer, and I now have high-quality visual and high-quality audio in one track. Now, the third setup that I have is when I'm out and about. And when I'm out and about, I will usually use an iPad mini and a Zoom H4. And the Zoom H4 will give me great quality sound, far better than you can get from the device itself. Yeah, they're amazing. And the iPad mini will give me full HD and I can then use an app called Tilt Shift Video, which gets me the ability to blur and smooth and adjust contrast and, and then render it as if it's kind of like a DSLR effect. The great thing is it's so portable, the, the iPad mini, and you can hold it much uh, better than an iPhone. And you can also mount it using the cover in one place or hang it over your screen with the, the case. So that's why I use the iPad mini. Now, I've got to understand that iPad mini one because the other two are freaking me out still a bit. Not so much. The, pro, the pros one's freaking me out. That That's technical. The easy one, that's easy. Log Logitech's a no-brainer. Logitech's like, a – Logitech and, and an external mic will get you fantastic sound. So tell me – I want to explore the iPad mini one, the out-and-about version, but just going back to the easy version, Logitech C920 camera – um, you're not using so you're not using the the camera on your iMac or your MacBook. No. So this is a camera that sits on top. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, and the, and it's and because it sits on top, and it can also be mounted on a tripod. You could put it 
beside or away from your computer. You can put it behind your computer. You can also pick it up and move it around because it's on a cord. Mm. So I found that it's a much higher quality. It's much more portable. Why do you, and why do you choose that one? It's just for the reasons you just said, and it's got it's, it's got a full HD. It is full HD. Carl Zeiss lens. You know, right. 1080p. It's 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 the good gear. It's the good gear. How muchy? Cheapy, cheapy, just a cheapy. couple of hundred. Right. Uh, and how how does it sit on? What what's it attached to? It has a little has a little rubber foot. Yep. So it uh, it it sort of bends and flexes around all different ways. You can mount it on a desk. You can mount it on your monitor. You can mm-hmm. mount it on a tripod. It's super high quality. And uh, it's got these neat little neon blue lights <laughs> that show you that it's on. Tell me, um, you've got you're, you're using your Rode mic, your USB mic, to capture your audio yeah. straight into your Mac. Yes. So you're gonna you're gonna have an audio file and a video you, file and a video file. Now, for for those not in the know, how do they match those up? So you've got you know perfectly timed audio video. It's, it comes in perfectly timed right. into the same stream. What's it coming into? ScreenFlow. Into screen. You love ScreenFlow. Love ScreenFlow. ScreenFlow. How, how does it? Just I want to understand that. How does it come in perfectly? Uh, if you're turning one on and then the other. No, you just you just go to ScreenFlow preferences and you select yep. this camera and that mic, mm-hmm. and then you hit uh, you select, tick the box that says you know show your camera, <laughs> mm. and then you record, and it will bring that into your ScreenFlow editing, and it'll all be synchronized and matched. Let's talk about this ipad mini because that's a new one to me out and about you're out and about you've got your yep. ipad mini now what your ipad mini because it's got the same camera as your iphone 5 it does so where is the upside the ipad mini has got potentially a stand much, by the way it's, it's got much better sound if you don't have a zoom and most mm-hmm. people won't so the ipad mini has significantly better sound than the iphone in my experience mm-hmm. it's much easier for a camera person to hold it mm-hmm. Because it's just more, it's easier to grab and hold stable. It gives you a much bigger display if you're filming yourself, mm-hmm. and also the the cover on it, the the flap is quite handy. You can sit there, you can basically mount it on a desk or a, a windowsill, which I quite often do. My mm-hmm. best hack when I'm away is I mount it on a windowsill, and then I'm using natural light through the window, and I get really mm. good light with that setup. Yep. Then yeah, like the other that. hack is I turn the turn the um, f- I put the flap over the back of a display and then piggyback the I- iPad Mini on the laptop, and then I can put my Evernote right beside the camera lens, and it, it literally looks like I'm staring into the camera when I'm actually reading my Evernote prompt. Got to understand that a bit more. So you have got your iPad Mini sitting over your laptop screen, just to the left or the right, enough uh, enough left, so that yep. you can see your notes in Evernote. Correct. Oh, yeah, it's clever. Like that. I'll call that clever note. It is clever. It works really well. And then I'll usually put my zoom just under my, just out of sight on the desk in front of my keypad. So you're just using the camera app on iPad mini and you've got it on selfie. Yep. You've got it flipped so you can see yourself on the screen, yeah? Yep, unless someone's filming me. That is exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is there's this fantastic app that really brings out the quality of the video and it's called tilt shift video mm-hmm. and what, uh, what's that do is that something is that a post-production yeah, thing you import yeah. the video into it and then you can sort of blur the edges and you can mm-hmm. 
adjust the contrast and the brightness and the the coloring of it saturation i think they call it yep and then you can render it and it'll just really lift the quality now you've got your zoom h4 your zoom h the zoom 2 is also good i've got one of those um you've got your again you've got two separate things happening here and this time they're not talking to each other because you're correct so how do how do you what do you do you've got an audio file coming off the zoom you've got what what's your what's the ipad mini punching out an m uh an MOV or yeah. an MOV, M- is it? MOV or MP4 or something. Right. So an MP4. You got two, I, you got I plug that points. into my computer and it synchronizes. Yep. I drag that track into ScreenFlow. So that's going to have audio and video. And then I drag in the, the WAV file from the Zoom, mm-hmm. which is high-quality audio. Mm-hmm. And then I match up the signature of the audio so that it's synchronized. I expand screen flow to yep. its maximum, and now I can see the signature waveform. So there is a little. It, it's a, well, it's not guesswork, but you've got to uh, you've got to use your eye. Get your eye in. Yeah, you could clap if you want to give a spike. Oh, yep. Or you could count three, two, one, like we do mm-hmm. on our podcasts, mm-hmm. and line up the tracks, and they'll line up pretty well. And uh, then you just mute the audio on the video track. Mm-hmm. Mute the audio. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Very, very clever, Shramco. So if you just had an iPad mini, that would get you good enough quality video and sound to be in business. That is, If you could only have one thing, that's probably the only device you would need. Really? Is that fair to come? That that would be your number one. If you had strip all that back, you'd go, just go and get the iPad mini and a Zoom. No, just the iPad mini. The sound's pretty good going in there. If you are phonic the sound on the production, (laughs) which I suggest you do, that'll clean up the sound in most cases. It'll really strip out background noise and traffic and whatever. Uh, Listeners, orphonic.com is a bizarre free service by the Austrian government. government. (laughs) <laughs> don't ask questions it'll just clean up like audio it. and video so that's what yeah. we put all of our podcasts through every one of my videos through even yeah. if you were even if we were talking now and we just gave the raw track to our editing team without splitting the sides they would it would still balance out our sides to make us sound like we're even yep it's yep. pretty cool so yeah, yeah if you cool. could only have one device ipad mini if you can have two devices iPad mini and Zoom, that gets you in your office and out of your office if, mm. you, if you're out and about. If you're not out and about, just get a Logitech C920 and a nice microphone like a Rode podcast and you've got a fantastic setup. And if you want to go professional, get the good gear, get a Canon 60D SLR, get a, a shotgun mic or a nice Rode pin mic and a mixer and you'll be able to make fantastic videos all day long. You will need a good tripod. And you'll need some good lights, at, at least two good quality lights, but three is great. Mm. Cheap lighting kits on eBay for 100 bucks. Hey, um, James, is it just the last question on iPad mini before we move on. Can you put that on a tripod? Yes, there's sure to be mounts for tripod, but I've, I've never yeah. had to. Yeah. I can always hack a stand, whether I yeah. <laughs> usually, like I took a picture on Facebook. I had a Pringles can and I put my laptop on top of the Pringles can and then I put the iPad on top of the laptop <laughs> and it was just the right height. Well, mate, with your juicing uh, frenzy, you'll be putting it on a pineapple or something going forward because there won't be any Pringles in the Shremco residence. No Pringles here. Hey, mate. Um, it was somebody else's Pringles canister, I just want to point out. 
Yeah, of course, it always is. Always <laughs> is, mate. Pringles, they're not mine. All right, mate. Now we've got okay. So we now know what we're going to talk about. We know how we're going to capture it. Now let's talk about where the well. Actually, there's a step there before we talk about where we put it. Um, there is a step. You have got audio files. You've got video files. You can choose to whack it into ScreenFlow and do the edit yourself. I often think that's a real time suck for those who don't want to do that. Although, if you're literally, it, it may be really simple. If you don't want to do it. What are we talking? Going to Elance and finding an editor and uploading your files to Dropbox? Yeah. Yeah, there it is right there. And if you, and that's what we do with our podcasts uh, is yeah. we just put them in a Dropbox. So I'll put James's side, Tim's side, a picture into Dropbox, and the next thing you know, it'll be on our blog. Now, mm. for the- there's, a, there's a great, um, just from an intro, outro, the bookmarks, you know, those little funky little animations you can see at the start and the end of videos. What's that website? I know you can get them done on Fiverr and they're not bad, um, but also, um, is it Blue Hive or? Video Hive. Video Hive, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one too, just to get um, professionally done intros and outros made really and I w- And my tip there is make them really short and yeah. don't put them at the very beginning. Do an intro, then put your then put your bumper, and then the main segment. Yeah. Then you put an end bumper, and then outtakes. You love your outtakes. Well, I, I haven't had any for about three weeks because I haven't made any mistakes. <laughs> Mate, leave the jokes to me, will you? No, no, I'm serious. I, if you look at most of my videos lately, there's no edit points. So, like, they're just one take. Just fake it. Fake a mistake, shrap go for <laughs> God's sake. Imagine. I don't know about Come faking on. stuff up. So I literally have been filming them in one take and getting them just right. Okay. Well, then at the end, this is what I need yeah. you to do. Now that you're not making any mistakes, I want you at the end to just go. Okay. I'll do one of those. How good was that? Yeah. And just do something like that, you know, like just uh, have you're going to have to play it up because, you know, when you get to your level and you just, you know. you. What's well, just um, really in the, I am in a routine now. I could literally go out and film 12 videos in a row and not fluff it up because I know what I'm doing. But the, see, I'm not thinking about equipment. I'm not thinking about how it works. I know how it works now. I've been doing it for a year. A couple of hundred videos is enough to get uh, a, a routine. Okay, yeah. so you've got your raw files. Let's say you do want to edit it because I still edit mine and it's not hard. Use a template. You're the only bloke I know who has 36-hour days. I'm not sure. I'm just, it just fascinates me where you find that extra 12 hours. But um, Tim, that's pretty much all I do is <laughs> make a video and edit it and uh, – and answer a few emails. Yeah, you bull, uh, bullshit. <laughs> there I go. I said it. Whack a uh, whack a okay, so- rating on this iTunes episode. Um, uh, what's that wonderful saying, mate? Um, I, I work hard all day to make money while I sleep. Exactly. Um, okay, so I use a template. Yeah, the template makes life easy. So my screen flow, it's it's a start template, and my first screen says duplicate this. So I copy it. On my copy, I drag in the media. It's already got the little text title slide, which is the, the font. You know, when you look at my thumbnails, mm. you'll see text. That's the start of the video. And that's important. It helps people know what the video is about before they commit to it. And then they will watch it more often. Mm. And then I have the little flash intro. So I, I intro the video, put the little bumper, do the main piece. At the end, I put the little outro. And then if lately I've just been dragging a bit of background music over the top of the end product and then I render it to Dropbox, after that, the team takes over. They load it up to YouTube, they'll embed it on my site, 
they'll make the titles and descriptions and all that stuff. Okay, well, I guess that's the, that's where we finish. I want to know about where to put it, and it's pretty obvious. You put it on on YouTube. Uh, if it's a sales video, you might put it up to Wistia so you can have a little bit more control over what's being, how it's being used and who's using it and where they're watching it and how and all that stuff. You then embed that onto your website. Um, so every video you create is essentially a blog post. Yes. Um, and that's where you're driving the traffic, correct? Yeah, and my team actually transcribe it as well and make a custom picture to go with it. Mm. And and then they strip out the audio and make a podcast out of it as well. Yeah, I wonder about that. Um, if it's valid, I suppose. I wonder why you wonder. I send you the stats every week. They they're <laughs> they're downloading them five, six, eight hundred times. Mm. So it's you know, someone's listening to it. They are. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea of dedicated media, that's all. Um, but I, I also get the idea of repurposing and some people do like to, to listen versus watch. So um uh YouTube. So we've talked pre- – I can't remember. We had this discussion over dinner the other night. I can't remember whether we've spoken about it on the show, but the idea of all this content that you're creating, make sure it lives on your website so you own it, the old own the race course principle, the Shrampco principle. Yep. Um, but – and that's the idea of making – that's where you want people to be driven back to, but you're also putting it out on on other platforms like YouTube, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You, you mm. want to um, – you basically – we're using those platforms because if you go up and look at Alexa, the number one website is Google. The number two website is Facebook. The number three website is YouTube. So with one video, we can capture all of those things. We pop it up to YouTube, then put it on your website, and then you tell Facebook, hey, check out the new video on my website. Don't load your video up to Facebook directly. You're wasting the opportunity because you're missing out on that mm. little view count and the ability to bring someone back to your site. And also, Google is going to find your blog post and start ranking it because they think it's fantastic. And they also don't mind the odd mm-hmm. YouTube video either. Mm. Yeah, they don't, do they? They love it so much they bought the company. Yeah, it's almost biased. When you say you don't want to upload the video file directly to Facebook, you just want to put you, you, you put your link. No, you don't want to do that. You might embed the YouTube video maybe, but you would certainly put a post to your blog and that's yeah. where the custom picture comes in if you have a nice interesting picture they click through to that then they can watch the video or you might use a thumbnail picture of the video that looks like a video but it's not and when people click on it it takes them to your site Uh, we like sneaky kind of sneaky but pretty cool yeah well not too sneaky you get banned but it's a very very good technique to use picture of a video so when i send out my email quite often i'll use a thumbnail picture of the video they know they're not going to be watching the video in their mm. email. They're going to click on that picture and be taken to the site. And you want people coming to your site because on your site is your products tab and on the products tab mm-hmm. are things that you can make money Spot from. Spot on. Now, mate, that is that is a very, very thorough, thorough overview of video for beginners, uh, maybe intermediate too. Mate, are there any questions that haven't been asked that should have been asked. Sometimes I've found that the videos that I make, even though I wasn't sure, have had a really high response. So firstly, involving your audience with some Q&A. So my most popular video was um, should I shave or should you shave? I had a lot of over 300 comments on that one and that was because I involved the community on it and uh, other ones that went well mm-hmm. where I did a little tour when I went to the Ferrari Museum was really popular. And 
I've associated myself with a mm-hmm. top brand, but I've also taken the lesson from that and shared it with people. I actually did a little video before I went in. Then I did a video inside and then a video mm-hmm. when I came out and I finished it with me thrashing a Ferrari around the streets of Maranello. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that, that's interesting. Um, th- let's just finish on a um, – I'm off to Dubai in 10 days' time. Uh and that may be a really, in fact, and I'm giving a, I'm actually running a four hour workshop in Dubai in which we cover all sorts of content creation strategies. And, um, I might use that as my foray into video properly. You should definitely, you should be definitely utilizing. That's the technique. It's taking what's around you and putting it. So do a little video at the airport and think of your audience. Like what could they learn from this whole trip? So do a little video. I'm, I'm off to Dubai. It's going to be fun. Then you cut away to you're at the ski fields in the Dubai Mall. I'm here at the ski fields in Dubai. Yes, that's right, ski fields. Here's a mm. lesson in marketing, mm. blah, blah, blah. The, you know, massive shopping centers with something, you know, in a desert, they've got the ski field. Then you could cut to a little, you know, you're at the back of the room at your own event or even on stage, uh, make a video on stage and say, mm. yeah, I'm here in Dubai and then pan around to the audience and get them all to do a Mexican wave or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I always do that. I do a little bit of video I'll creation I'll on stage. And... A few Mexican waves in my time. You you do like your Mexican wave, and, don't you? I have to and, get a Dubai wave. Yeah, and, and then package it up as a little marketing tutorial video. It might be a five-minute video, but it's kind of fun. And, you know, some of the weirdest stuff I've done like – uh, eat a chocolate waffle, stuff my face with a chocolate waffle on, on camera at the, at the World Mall in Paris near Disneyland. And you know, just, just do stuff that people don't expect. I did an e-commerce website uh, video standing in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention the pizza at all. It was just in the background there. It's just like this. <laughs> everyone else is doing their pretend holding up the tower. I just made a yeah, little yeah. video. And it was fun to have that contrast. Yeah. I think it's interesting just to finish on too, mate, that, um, you know, one of the reasons, I mean, people might be thinking, you know, because you and I are always talking about internet marketing strategies and various content forms of content marketing, and yet I haven't gone down the path of video marketing yet because I've just made it a kind of point to really master one or two forms of content, which for me has been podcasting and blogging. So I think really important here to note that if you are thinking of going down any content creation strategy, master one first before you jump into another one or two because um, often you may find that they all remain unfinished. That'd be fair. Yeah, I think you you find the one that works for you. Mm. And, and for me, I'm not a writer. Mm. I don't write. So I am finding myself uh, gravitating towards the microphone or the camera. I don't mind making a video or an audio, but yeah. these days I'm, I still am the most passionate about making the audios. And I've, as I said, I've done three this week. Yeah. I, can, I will continue to do audios because they are by far the easiest. And also you can really get your point across because people can access it in more places. Yeah, correct. Correct. Mate, I thoroughly enjoyed that, uh, that lesson in video marketing. Um, we're at the, about the 50 or so minute mark. I think we shall leave it there. We done? We're done. Are we done? Yeah. What should people do besides go out and buy an iPad mini? Well, I think they might uh, just script their first video. And here's something really important to keep in mind. The public only sees what you want them to see. So mm. you could film 50 videos and never Correct. publish it. 
until you feel like you're comfortable or happy with the result. So, and, and, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. But don't wait till it's perfect either. I think that's another blockage. People think it's got to be. <laughs> Go look at my videos. <laughs> You'll see you don't have to be perfect. It's, no. uh, and people like a bit of hum- humanity and a bit of vulnerability. You know, like honestly, some of my older work is pretty ordinary, but people have enjoyed watching me grow up and they've been happily giving me comments on how I can improve my audio and my my lighting and the camera settings. And I look at my old videos like, oh, I had no clue about uh, composition or or lighting or sound and they were just crap. However, I had to put them out to get to the point that I'm at now and I'll continue to improve. It's a constant evolution. I'm I'm always refining my craft. Mm. Well... Any content creator who goes back and looks at their first um, video or first audio or first blog and thinks that's the best I've done and it's all been downhill from there is lying because it just gets better. You've got to start somewhere and um, right now is a good place to start. So, uh, guys, I hope there was some good there was some gold in there for you. If you do go and create some video as a result of listening to this episode, share it with us. We'd love to see it and then we'll share it in return with our with our tribe. So go to freedomocean.com. This is episode 60. Leave some comments in the post regarding this episode. Hey mate, have a have a ripper week. I will talk to you before I go to Dubai. And maybe even talk to you while I'm there. Don't know. Just don't know what's well, going on there. Wouldn't that be adventurous for Timbo? I, I speak to you wherever I am in the world. I know you do. On any time zone. I know. But that'd be fun to hear. How you, you know the thing when you travel, though, the energy just gets you. It's, it's yeah, yeah. sapping. It is sapping. Even going to Vietnam the other week, where I found sapping in Dubai. is Hard to make phone calls in Vietnam, right? Uh, yeah, when your phone gets nicked. <laughs> you, know what, you know what they say when you when you leave someone in Dubai? What? Dubai bye. Okay. Is that a joke? <laughs> it was where we were going to finish this episode, but it obviously went over. Everyone else is laughing. Hey, mate, have a rip a week. I'll All see right. you next time. See you, Timbo. Dubai bye. Thank you very much. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. (laughs) 